0: mm mm-hmm. to the Forbidden Apple Podcast, where we explore the relationship between queer people and religion.
1: They say faith can move mountains and we want to know what faith means to you.
0: Join our conversation as we discuss overcoming prejudices, find common ground and celebrate our differences. A former Orthodox Jew
1: and a Spanish-raised Catholic meet weekly and sink our teeth into the Forbidden
0: forbidden Apple. (laughs) The Forbidden Apple. Apple. Hi, everybody.
1: And welcome to another episode of The, the Forbidden, Forbidden Apple. Apple.
0: I am Melissa Weiss.
1: I am Pelayo Alvarez.
0: And today we have
1: Martin Cobard. Uh as long as my accent uh, permits, <laughs> I hope that was correct.
2: That was perfect.
1: Great. Awesome. Um, I'm going to go right into it. I want to ask you three words. What does financial heart space mean?
2: What does Financial Heart... Well, Financial Heart Space is the name of my company. Mm -hmm. And I use those words because they don't always make great bedfellows. Uh, I was a traditional financial planner for years. And all of the financial planning work we did was always in the headspace. It was always building models to try to figure out how to create more wealth, how to solve problems, and how to build models... To give people financial freedom hmm. and what it never worked because that's not the financial freedom people want people want to feel free from the worry of not enough and there's no a model out there that's gonna free you from that hmm. from the head from the mind
0: is that the same concept of people say the, like the, you can never have enough. The more you have, the more you
2: want and all of yes, that. Yes, it's always, it's, it, it, people typically think, and the models are often built that says, well, if I get this amount of money, mm-hmm. my problems mm-hmm. will be solved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if
2: you look underneath that, what you're saying is, I don't have enough yet.
0: Yes.
2: And that's not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're basing a model based on something that isn't even true. You might temporarily feel a little bit better if you get that amount of money. But typically I find that people, once they get to that amount of money, it becomes another problem because that's not enough either. Yes. So yes. if you're always coming from a place of scarcity, there's not enough, there's a finite pie and I have to yes. get my share yes. in order to succeed, to thrive, to be alive, yes. then I'm gonna go into what I might call the fear and not for me. And uh-huh. then when I when I'm in fear, I cut off my heart space. I cut off my creativity. So what I discovered after doing this for so many years that if people really wanted to solve their problem with money, we'll call it, we'll just call it a problem, Uh then we need to go into a higher level of consciousness in order to solve that problem. And that level of consciousness is in the heart space. It's in the divine's part of ourselves, if you will, Mm. that creates. I know that one of you, you are an actress, you're an actor, right? Yes. So if you if you go on stage and you're afraid and you're frightened and you're, your mind's thinking about how am I going to perform, how am I doing it, I got a problem here, mm-hmm. and you're all up in your head, yeah. it's going to be really hard for you to access that creative ability Yes. to create yeah. something brand new. To, we could even call it a solving a problem of getting on stage mm-hmm. and performing.
0: Yes, for sure.
2: So, if you want to create a financial plan or mm. a way of living, you've got to you've got to find a way to resolve the conflict, yeah. which are the beliefs you have about yourself and money and what really is. Yes. And yes, if you go yes. into the heart space, you'll find that what really is is better, is really better, and you have everything you possibly could ever want or need to do everything. Your heart desires.
0: Does it also help with getting clarity of the next steps?
2: Exactly. I'll often will go in and I'll surrender my worry. The, it came to me is I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a uh, I've been in 12-step recovery for quite a number of years and the first step is I became I realized that I was powerless over, and it tells us that it's alcohol, but actually I, I am powerless over my narcissistic beliefs mm. is what that's really about. Mm-hmm. I am powerless over my mind and my need to protect myself. Yes. So for me, my biggest wound, more than anything else, my obsession with money and my wound was around money, and I was obsessed that I had better have money uh-huh. or I was unworthy of love.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: So it was a fear-driven construct that I wasn't lovable unless I was rich and successful, which is a story, really. Yeah. And can create a lot of pain. I think a lot of people suffer from that. So, when I, so I went through, and I said, I, I tried everything in the world. I went and became a financial planner to solve my own problems, to design a plan for me to get financially secure and yeah. to get, get the freedom I'm looking forward to give others. I don't care how good a model I built by some of the best in the world as long as there was a conflict in me,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it didn't solve the problem because I never thought I was enough to make that happen. Mm-hmm.
0: So I couldn't
2: access that creative part of me. So financial heart space is about being able to quiet the mind, go into meditation, that's what I typically use for people, go in and find that part within ourselves. That's who is who, is, who am I? I am basically divine love, light energy, if you want to use that yeah. phrase, it's a yeah. good phrase to use. I am, I am divine, I am curious, I am infinite, I am powerful. So before,
0: when we were having a chance to talk earlier, you mentioned that when your new mantra.
2: My new mantra is, I am not me. Yes.
0: Yes. Is that part of this yes, work?
2: Yes, it is. Because it's it's the me that's trying to figure out the problem, but it was me that created uh. it. And as Einstein says, you cannot solve a problem yeah. at yeah. the same level of consciousness yeah. that created the problem. Yeah. So if I created the problem at the ego-mind level
0: yeah.
2: of not enough, mm-hmm. then I have invested so much at the egoic mind level yeah. at how I identify myself is not enough. I'm not about to let that go. I don't care how painful it is.
0: So even if, with what you're saying, it sounds like even if you do have money, that happiness and that you're having a, an anxious attachment to it rather than yes. the secure knowing and also knowing that you don't matter less or more. Right. And I've worked money. with
2: clients who have had more money they could spend in 10 lifetimes and they're miserable uh. because they're, they're always after there's never enough. Yes, yes. If you're coming from a scarcity mindset, it isn't true because you believe something that's not true yeah. mm. God did not make a universe of lack there is nothing lacking I was, nothing. Gonna, I
1: was gonna ask have you faced uh, other clients that because I, this, this situation may also be reflecting for example like love right mm-hmm. or uh, or sex even uh, or, or so many other aspects that you may think that you cannot have enough or you're not worth it of having have you ever had, like, claims that this is interconnected also? That all of it's connected.
2: It, it's all connected to, I think, to what I would call a scarcity mindset. Often money is how it shows up because money is the symbol, the trigger, mm-hmm. in, in the way our culture and our society uses money, as a I would say, as an instrument of reward and punishment. So this is what's going on. We grow up as kids and we get rewarded if we do really well. We make good grades. We good. We go to do. We do what our moms and dads and tell us to do. They reward us with some type of material thing. If we don't, if we misbehave, we make bad grades. They take it away. So, at a very early age in our society, we learn, I, the more money I make, the better I am. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We associate our our sense of self worth to a to some material thing on the world, and. It's just not true. Yeah. So, And then when you go in, so as, you, as, you, as you grow as an adult, and for me, for example, I did all the right things. So I was so afraid that if I didn't become, become rich and successful, I wouldn't be lovable. Mm. So I became a CPA. I went to college. I did all, I mean, I achieved a lot of things and became a top producer in a, in a major corporation. And then it all fell apart because I was, it was all being driven by fear. Mm. It was fear that was driving me. It wasn't, Love and I really wanted to make a difference in the world, it was because I was too, too afraid to be me because I wasn't enough by myself.
0: I want to ask you now, because with talking with you, we can tell you're a spiritual person. Yes, I am. And I want to ask you the connection between this, seeing money and with, the, with the understanding that you have now, and spirituality. How does that show up for you? And in general, do you feel like it's
2: connected? Uh, oh, that's, it is exactly connected mm-hmm. because what it is is spirituality is really, in, in today's world, it is about consciousness. We we are, I am consciousness. Mm-hmm. You're kind, we, That's all that we are is consciousness. Yeah, yeah. And You call that spirit, call it whatever you want to call it, but that is consciousness. Yeah. So... If you go back to the to what I said earlier, is we cannot solve a problem at the same level of consciousness mm-hmm. that we created the problem. We have to somehow transcend the human mind into a into something we can't touch, taste, feel with our five senses. We have to tr- transcend all that to experience a bigger awareness of who we are. Yeah. And I noticed that for myself, this is how I got through all this and how I became free and now I have to free others yeah. how I got free of this mindset to realize that we do live in a world full of abundance because I experienced it once we tap into something once we tap into the truth of who and uh-huh. what we are uh-huh. and what we're part of yeah all those narcissistic problems dissolve because they never existed in the first yeah. place yeah. Yeah. we created them with our mind we create in our mind the concept of not enough yeah yeah
0: that's interesting. So with this, because with spirituality, a lot of that is letting go.
2: It's all surrender. It's, all surrender. it's 100% surrendering yes. the egoic mind yeah. that needs to be right,
0: yeah.
2: that needs to win, that's afraid, protecting you, making sure you get your needs met. With stories that keep us stuck.
0: You know what's interesting? When I was growing up, there's one, one of the lessons that we learned in school was I can't can't remember the the exact historical um story but basically something bad happened God punished some city and the reason was is because the people living there didn't serve him with love they served from fear
2: right it's a wonderful a great metaphor exactly we think we can do things Mm. to prove our value
0: yeah
2: God didn't create us to prove anything he created us to love and enjoy what we've created, to appreciate life.
0: Yeah.
2: When I had, I mean, I remember when I had my sort of sort of enlightenment moment, if you will. I was in such agony because I had not achieved something. I had been t- turned down for something that I really worked hard for and wanted it so badly. Yeah. And I was in agony. And in the middle of the night, I, coming back to that first step, I said, I'm powerless over this, I surrender. I've done everything I can. And this voice came up in my head and it said, it doesn't matter. All this stuff that you're working so hard doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you get certified to be a leader in the Mankind Project. It doesn't matter if you're financially successful. None of this stuff that you're so trapped in, Martin, to proving who you are, who you've identified with, that's not really you in the first place, matters. Yeah. All you have to do, Martin, is show up with love and gratitude. I will do the rest. I meaning I, the divine spirit within you. Yeah. And that has become my mantra. And that's, what, that's when I became liberated because I was like, and I can remember to this day, and I still can kind of, kind of feel it, is that in that moment of all of a sudden surrendering, it was like a blanket of grace came upon me. And I felt this sense of peace and calm that we hear of sometimes called the passes all under. I didn't even know where it came from. It was like I was just wrapped with love of the creator. So powerful. And I literally for weeks was walking around as if I was holding hands with God. And I'm like, why doesn't everybody want to live in this place of complete joy and excitement? And then all of a sudden that pendulum that was out here in the world of Complete bliss just swung the other way, and I was deep in the darkness. Mm. And now I'm lost. Mm. I didn't know who I was because the old Martin had died. Yes. And I had dissolved back into think of a big wave in the ocean, a big wave that I'd created my whole life, make this great big wave. All of a sudden, I see it crashing toward the ocean, toward the the shore. And I don't want to, I want to freeze. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And I go in anyway. Oh my God. Being back in in the essence of myself is fabulous. Yeah. Mm. And then, but who am I? Yes. I'm not that. I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. So I've spent the last couple of years finding out who am I, yeah. and keeping myself as close to the surface of the ocean as possible through meditation. I
0: love, that. I love these metaphors. the 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 yeah. the blanket of uh, was that a blanket? What was you mm-hmm. saying? The blanket of grace yeah, and love. Yeah, I love yeah.
2: The, the,
1: and the and the pendulum. I'm wondering yeah. for the pendulum, like what makes it swing. Or, like, do you think like that's well, inside of us, or that's something? I, I
2: think that is the journey. Quite frankly, I think that I don't know if you might have seen. In, in, if you look into uh, Christian churches, you'll find, often find stained glass windows that have these kind of almond-shaped items, and that's called a, a, a mandala. And what that is is sitting in the paradox between heaven and hell, if you will, or the material world we live in, which can be fight, frightening, scareful, painful destructive all created by the human brain by the way the egoic brain and that's going on that's real that's uncomfortable and i think we sit in that right to, we sit in that today it's very uncomfortable and then but what you're going to see is you look at if you look in, in in christian churches you'll see jesus usually sitting in the middle of that of that almond shape which where those two circles over overlap so uh, that's what we do as contemplatives from a spiritual perspective, if I can sit in meditation and hold those that paradox, uh, if I can hold the paradox that I'm, and I was telling you earlier that I, I spent four hours on meditating spent Saturday four night. Four hours
1: meditating. Oh my God!
2: And I sat in four the hours. paradox of how uncomfortable it was to hear the news that we had killed uh, a, a, a general from an, from Iran, mm-hmm. and the pain of that. I mean, the, the ridiculous hurt destructive pain that's real that's happening in the material world on the other hand my essence is spirit and and there is no there is no pain there is no right or wrong there is it is it is just pure creative conscious energy and if we can sit in that paradox that's where we can get our we get our power back so that we can function better in this more material world
0: so you reference um catholicism right Well, I would call it Christianity,
2: I would say. I'm a Christian mystic.
0: Okay, so you're a Christian mystic. So I'm wondering, talk to us a little bit about your upbringing because right now I love how you connect spirituality with money. So, what you're, and this thing, you're connecting the materialistic world with your spirit. And I'm wondering, as a kid growing up, was that connected at all?
2: Growing up, I've always had a very close relationship. To something in me that I would call my very my ally,
0: uh-huh.
2: wow. um, and I would go to church and Sunday school, and I didn't really kind of buy into what I was learning. Hmm. I thought there was a something deeper within me that was more profound. I had a tree out in the wood, in, fa- in the in some little woods near my house. It was called the monkey tree. It was just this funny looking tree with some big limbs, and I'd go sit on that tree. Sometimes I'd go with my best friend. said I'd go sit alone with that deeper presence.
0: Wow. You were like meditating forever.
2: I was. I didn't. I didn't know it was meditation it was as a kid. I just. said I just enjoyed sitting out in that tree and being part of nature.
0: Did you know you were gay at a young age?
2: I always knew I was different. Yeah, I didn't because you're not. You're not sexually active as a young person. Right. I'm not thinking right. sexually. Right. But I knew that I wasn't. Um, I wasn't attracted to the same things that most Southwest Georgia boys were attracted to. Yeah. Like football and baseball, I would I would be much happier yeah. sitting in the monkey tree, contemplating yeah. the world.
1: The presence that you're talking about, that was uh, sitting with you next to in the tree, has it accompanied you through all your life? Have you heard? always? Yeah. Uh. So even in your that relationship, time,
2: and that relationships gets it it it, it gets more, it pulls me. Like I was talking earlier about Saturday night Saturday night. I actually spent four hours of meditation. It was like, it was pulling me. It said, I want, you to, I want you to prepare yourself for four hours of deep meditation and prayer. So I lit candles, I set the, the fireplace, and I, and I went into my mantra and I created, created the space for me to really go inside and get still and be with it. And it's, it's really about unconditional love for me and for my life, mm. the life within me. That's what we're talking about. Sunday we I talking about Sunday is a day of self love. It's a day to stop and really love with gratitude, yeah. the life presence within us.
0: Did you Okay. So you were being bullied for being gay or different Just or being
2: not being able not being able to play football, basically. Not being <laughs> an,
0: and you had this this ally, this buddy, this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Were you aware then that it was a spiritual thing. Like, did you keep every Sunday when you came out of square? And was there a no? Uh, no, yeah. no, no. I,
2: I, I wasn't really. A, I wasn't really a regular churchgoer. I attended church in the South like everybody else because it was like afraid not to.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. And that's
2: what I mean. That was that was church, hanging out in the monkey tree. Yeah. With that presence within me, mm. where everything was okay. Mm-hmm. Was what I longed for.
0: Yeah.
2: And that's where I found the presence was, and I I didn't know what the words were in those. Mm. I just know that there was a pulling for me sometimes to go out and sit in that tree.
0: Yeah. Was there a disconnect be- once you did come out as gay? Once you left the South and came into your own, were you able to continue this um, taking time for yourself and meditating? Was it like this transition that you were able to take your upbringing and the things that you liked, or did you have to let it go and then find it anew?
2: That's a good question. Let me think about that first. Let me unpack that a little bit. Um, I think it's for me, it's always been a, an unveiling, a a a, a discovery mm. of a deeper part of me. Mm. And and finding also along the way various teachers and institutional organizations like i discovered contemplation when i was 25 because i found these guys girls and guys who were reading the book called the cloud of unknowing in a little chapel in st luke's church in, in orlando when i was 25. the cloud of unknowing is a book that was written by an anonymous in the 1400s and it's kind of the it's kind of the guidebook for christian contemplatives. Uh-huh. It's called The Cloud of Unknowing. It's, Cloud a, it's a masterpiece, it's a classic. And I didn't even know what that was, but it, I was called to it, and that's when I began a contemplative practice. Mm. So, and then, I, and then I changed churches because the, I became an Episcopalian because the teachings were getting closer to my longing. Mm. You know, the teachings of, of, of judgment and all that sort of stuff that I, that didn't make sense to me and I didn't want to hear about that. I wanted, I wanted to go and learn how to get closer to that presence in me.
0: Yeah.
2: And I, and that, and, and, and I took some time and went to, I spent some time as a Zen Buddhist. Oh. I've, I've, been, I've done like 10, 12-day Zens where I've sat for 10 days in quiet meditation. Yeah. I've, I've done it with Christians. I've done it with, with Adi Shanti. I've done other teachers. and So we don't do it alone. But I've found myself to answer that question on a path that has looked for, and now I'm really, really excited about a church that I'm what I'd call a Christ-centered community in Montclair called St. Luke's, which really supports that presence. And I have, and, and the and the rector of that church, and I can have conversations where he gets me, he understands yeah. what I'm looking for, yeah. and what's looking for me. Yeah. And so he he's. So this is what religion is supposed to do. It's supposed to reunite us yeah. with that divine self. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and it's, it's really about sitting down and being quiet yeah. with yourself.
1: Yeah, instead of, like, separating putting, like, far yeah. away from us and disconnecting, which is, like, what, I love, like what a lot of, like— What a lot
2: of, like, you know, if you look at what the Roman Catholic Church has done, which is just— it, it, it creates a hierarchy that says, yeah. well, this person, this, the, the, this bishop, this cardinal, this mm-hmm. priest, yeah. these are all separators from God. Yeah. You can't separate. only thing that can separate you from God is your head, yeah. your mind. Because you are God. Yeah.
0: What,
1: what led you to this search that you, you've been named uh, Buddhism, you've never named Episcopalian, uh, so many uh, religious institutions and practices, what led you to keep this search going throughout your life?
2: company looking for company looking for people that who get what I'm talking about I, I mean as I, if I look back and look at all the developmental stages and I and there wasn't really a whole lot of when I became a Buddhist when I went I didn't become a Buddhist but when I began to practice with Buddhist there wasn't really a contemplative group within the Christian church that I was aware of there weren't like Christian contemplatives mm that's become much more apparent in the world today. Like Thomas Keating, Thomas Merton, they were all around, but it's become, I think maybe because of the internet and because we, we're more, we more aware yeah, of it. Yeah. So it was me having, trying to learn, teach myself around like-minded people. Yeah. And so it's been kind of a journey to find... And for a while, a couple of years ago, I actually went off and, 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 and spent some time in the Unitarian Church. And I was there for about six months. And I liked, it, I liked the, social, the social causes because it had a lot to do with more of the social issues. But one day I said, there's no there, there. There's no Christ center. And when I say Christ center, I mean that the Christ, universal Christ, the, the, the Buddha nature, the divine within everything.
0: So when you say contemplative uh, Christian, Yes. That's you. That's how you identify. I would
2: say I'm a contemplative Christian. Yes. Tell us
0: what, what what's a simple way to explain what that is? Is it someone a Christian that meditates?
2: Yeah, that's easy. Christian someone that med- I I have been meditating for so long yeah. that I am more aware when I'm separated from God uh, yeah. than when I'm not. So when I begin to get feeling anxious, yeah. and I'm feeling like I need to go sit in the monkey tree. Yeah. I go sit in the monkey tree. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, because sometimes that's difficult like even when you know that you have to like take a step back and be like relax, meditate it's difficult to sit down. So how do you how do you push yourself to be there? Uh,
0: yes, what and
1: what be present do do? and go through like a four-hour meditation Well, I don't
2: always go through four-hour meditations. That's a, <laughs> that's a little rare. I mean, it's I felt like it went by so fast And it was, quite, it was quite it was it was in such peace. It was quite lovely But let's just say coming over here today yeah. walking over coming going through the subways and the yeah. trains and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and getting kind of frattled. kind of all of a sudden people become obstacles
0: yeah because there's so many people in the uh, world. I'm trying to get here yeah. and
2: I can't and so I, and I find myself getting really pulled into what, what, the material world and I'm getting thinking oh, I got, I'm going to show up to be on your podcast and I want to be I want to be present yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah. Gonna, and I'm getting frantic what do I do As you know I text you and said I'm sitting in the Hilton I went and got myself a cup of coffee and I went inside and I got quiet.
0: Yeah.
2: And it didn't take me very long and reconnected with Martin. And then when you came up, I do it often. I'm doing it right in a second with you right now, by the way. I'm connecting with you. Yeah. You feel it? Yeah. Okay. So that's what's wonderful. Because I'm seeing you right yeah. now, I'm seeing the essence of both of you. Yeah. Not, I mean, I see all the hard edges, but beyond that, piece of curiosity yeah i want to know what you're really all about
0: yeah
2: what makes you excited about doing this podcast yeah what's your mission why are you trying to what do you want to what do you want to make the world better by doing this yes so i'm there's a there's a reciprocity mm-hmm. going on in this yeah. moment
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: of curiosity because we're both on the same mission yes we're and in a movement To move the world to a higher level of consciousness, we can either go into catastrophe, which Uh is which is kind of where we can go in one side of the pendulum, Uh uh or we can step into the truth of who and what we are.
0: Yeah, and you have to let go of being in your head and being anxious. Exactly. Yeah,
2: and we do that by bombarding ourselves with the truth. Yeah, and questioning, questioning the ego thinking mind. Is Is that true? Is that true? Is that true? Is it true there's not enough? Yeah. Is it true that I'm not lovable?
0: Yeah. Y- yes. Undoing that black and white.
2: Yeah. Concept. You, you have to sometimes stop and say. Just the people on the subway. Is yeah. it true they're in? No, they're not. No, they're just trying to get to where they're trying to go. Yeah. But I'm making it about me. Yes. yes. They're in my way. Yeah. Move out of my way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and only once you let that go can you actually connect and be curious about the other Right, people, but, I, else, so but we can have these conversations and so as
2: I've gotten more mature and I realize oh Martin I caught myself look at you you're you're like stampeding through these people like they're not people yeah
0: like yeah, they're not yeah. human beings yes these
2: are all human beings and then I begin to see them as souls yeah and divines and, and think how marvelous they all are and now I want to get I want to move I begin to move more fluidly through the crowd yeah yeah
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: When you went through uh, tough times in life, like we, we know that it gets to a point where you had almost everything, had a very nice life, uh, and then suddenly everything starts to crumble. How is connecting with yourself and everything that we've, that we've been naming during those moments?
2: Hmm. That's a really, really good question, because that is what I would call that dark time back when it was in 2017. I would call that the dark night of the soul. And we, and we, we would exp- when I was in it, I thought I was a victim. Mm. When, when I first went into it, it, was, it actually happened after I had that big pendulum shift and I was like holding hands with God, walking through, feeling such joy. And then all of a sudden, I, nothing I did, it just shifted. And I was like, I was like in, in the fatal position on the sofa, lost and feeling unloved. Mm. It's just called disconnected from God. And I needed to reconnect, and it was so painful and so dark. And with the help of my own spiritual teachers, I have a therapist, and she's a she's a she's also a Christian mystic and a and, a, and a, a teacher and a healer. And she she helped me through that. She helped me understand the value of what's called the dark night of the soul.
0: Is that part of you? One of the things we wanted to discuss as well with Hugh is shadow work. Is that part of the shadow yeah, work? Yeah, it
2: is part of it because it's like it's the darkness. It's it's the it's the false beliefs we make up about ourselves that are not true that we begin to identify
0: uh-huh.
2: as who we are. Let's just take something we won't quite. Let's don't go quite so far as the dark night. Let's just talk about depression.
0: Yeah,
2: which I have to deal with depression in my uh, most of my life, most of my adult life. So I, I have a choice, When I'm in depression. I can feel lost, and I can, and I, and I have all the symptoms of depression that, that come up, and I feel like I'm not loved, and I, it's very hard. It's almost like walking through, going through life in, in molasses. It's really hard. Yeah. And I can identify as I'm, dep- I'm, am depressed, or I have depression, and I can make that my identity. But when I step back from that, when I got through all that, I was able to see myself as that's not me. That's a human being, who has depressive disorders Mm. or depressive types of symptoms Uh uh and what can I learn from those symptoms and what I've learned is to be empathetic to other people Uh and really often the depression is really it's just chemicals really it's really about how, how do we accept that as part of my life experience so that I can be grateful for it. There's that wonderful, room and roomy poem called "The Guest House," which says, "I don't remember all of it, but it's basically, you you, you welcome in all those the meanness, the depression, the, the joy, the sadness into your into your. This being human is like a guest house. Huh. Welcome all those in as if they're and laugh at them, because it's all the human experience. And I found that when I went through that dark night and when I go through depression, it expands my emotional bandwidth."
0: Do you think because you have been meditating for so long, even before you had this in 2017, like things came crashing down, and you're, um, because you have been meditating for so long that you get more and more comfortable with the shadow side, more and more comfortable? Oh, with absolutely! The you get
2: much more accepting of it, and you realize you you I lean into it. Uh, last week, it also it also becomes not personal. It
0: Becomes not personal.
2: I'm not the only. It's not my sadness. Oh. It's not my depression. There are people in pain in the world right now. We are all collectively right now in a lot of pain and sadness. Yeah, yeah. So it's not my personal one. So when I, if I, if I oh. lean into it, I can pray for healing.
0: Yeah. Okay, can you talk us through, one of the things I really loved in our pre-meeting was when you talked about how 9-11 was a big, a, had a big effect in your life. And then you mentioned about 2017. Can you give us a little? You don't have to go all the way deep into it, but walk us through how you actually, what happened, and how you actually dealt with it, so we get an understanding of how you actually use these tools to help you get through. That's a
2: good question. So, as a, as, as we've said before, I'm meditating for years. Yeah. And I'm, and I kind of did it as a way to, from an e, trying to trying to trying to sort of enlighten the ego. Yeah. I, I meditated. Kind of like why well, you go to church? Because I wanted to be a good person and I wanted to get my own yeah, way. Yeah. It was a, it was a very egotistical mm-hmm, practice. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to be honest, but I was I was called in to help with the food operation at Saint Paul's Chapel in 9/11, and I was I owned a restaurant. My cousin called me to come to, to the rescue, and I said I'll come help you. And I remember going down there that day. I was scared, and I was in a lot of I was I was feeling a lot of emotional pain as I traveled down there. And I remember to this day coming up above ground and, and looking out from Fulton Street at this huge pile of burning rubble. Mm. I mean, it was just the most devastating. This, the air was acrid and oily. It was just devastating. It was a huge, big pile of twisted steel and fire. But there were people and dogs crawling all over it, trying to find people, and those people needed to be cared for. And they needed to eat food. Mm. And St. Paul's Chapel had been putting out 3,000 meals a day, and they needed me to make that happen again. Martin couldn't do that with his mind. I had to go into a deeper part of myself. And, and it, that, little, that presence that pulled me out onto the monkey tree yeah. was the presence that came into me, and so it kind of guided me through that process. You're not alone. Ask for help. And I would say I, can, I could count back, and this is for another time, and, and this is probably some of the stuff from my book when I'm gonna write it one day, is I around mean, what I call chaos to intimacy. Those moments when we broke through out of all that chaos to help each other heal. The presence pulls me when I need it, but I have to sometimes be in a place where I'm res, where I'm broken, if you will, where I'm willing to surrender in order to listen. Yeah. So even as a kid, maybe I maybe I got beaten up on the school ground. So and I'm and I'm hurt and I'm in pain and I'm feeling bad. Yeah. So what do I do? I go sit in the monkey tree. Yeah. Because presence is calling me yeah. to comfort me.
0: Yeah. Do you find this is because listening to you and I know you mentioned you have to, uh, you, you struggle with depression sometimes. I'm wondering though, is there at this path of like when you get really enlightened? you have these moments, a four-hour. Is that a, a natural progression? Is to then go a little bit to the darkness, right? Like once you're high in,
2: typically the darkness comes before it.
0: Darkness becomes before, and then enlightenment. Yes. Is it like a cycle? Would yes, you say? it is.
2: It is a cycle. It is. It is, it, 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 and I would say it's a cycle, more like a spiral cycle, <sighs> that that we go back around and we experience it a little deeper. We take a little deeper look ah. inside ourselves, and it pulls us a little deeper into. Maybe into our soul. So, when you talk about the dark night of the soul, as, yeah. you, as you go, as you lean into that dark, I remember my therapist said, Mark, what I want. Oh, you're having a dark night of the soul day. Perfect. But you know, she told me to do this. She said, I, want you to, I want you to cancel all your appointments. I want you to put on the most comfortable clothes you can find, put on the darkest music you can find. I want you to get on the sofa, and I want you to allow yourself to fall without thinking as deeply into the darkness as you possibly can. Feel your way to the bottom of this.
0: And now that you're saying it, I'm like, do you trust you're going to get out? Is that what you're thinking? And too? you
2: think, well, I get out, and by all of a sudden, it was like that night, all of a sudden, it just, the door opens, and it's like, oh, my God.
0: Just by accepting it. Just by just letting by it. Just by accepting wow. it.
2: And that, and that's the principle that I use for me is around money. The belief that I am not loved unless, I, it's a story that I was holding on to so tightly And as you hold on to these stories that aren't true, you can become a victim of it. And the problem with being a victim of a story that's not true is that you don't have to take responsibility for your life. So by sitting in that darkness, basically demystifying, getting to the clarity of the truth that this does not exist, I got my power back. No amount of money changed, the money, by the way. The amount of money didn't change. Yeah, But my relationship to myself and the mm. world transformed to the one of coming, living life basically from a place of abundance and joy and prosperity.
1: Mm. And is that when you decided to create a financial heart space?
2: Yes. As a traditional financial planner, I had been working with people for years, and I just found it was just not working. What, not that the models are wrong. And not that the products that we sell are bad. It's all good. But it doesn't solve the problem. Because Time and time again, we would, draw, we would create the most incredible models. People would say, oh, I love it. I got it. I'd call it the yes, yes, hell no. And then when it really required them to shift the way they think and believe about themselves and money, hell no.
0: Mm.
2: I'm not letting go of this belief system.
0: The resistance.
2: The resistance. The mm. fear. Resistance the fear. and fear are the same thing,
0: by yeah. the way. And attachment, to like holding and on. Right. To, yeah. And, so,
2: and I even call my depression sometimes is my resistance to life. Ah,
0: oh, wow. Wow.
2: And I'll be walking through, and I'm feeling this sense of depression just for no reason, like walking across, mm. just yeah. doing something. Be, you may have it yes. too. Uh, yes,
0: yes.
2: And, like, and I'll think, what are you resisting right now, Martin? Why are you in resistance? What are you resisting in this very moment? I struggle. How are you not getting your way right now? What can't you accept about the life the way it is?
0: I struggle with anxiety, Mm -hmm. and for me, it shows up that way as well. And usually it's when I'm anxious, and Pilayo knows this, and sometimes it's like, when I know I need to make a choice, and I'm afraid to make a decision, Mm -hmm. or I'm holding on to something Mm -hmm. because I don't want to accept that, that's usually when my body starts to be so anxious. You're about to to make a
2: major decision, and it's very upsetting because because it requires you to change the way you see yourself and let go and let go of how you identify. Yeah, and
0: it's terrifying. And I think
2: you go back to the whole gay thing. Is like when you finally can accept the fact that you're gay, and that's wonderful. Yeah, and accept you exactly the way you are. Yeah, that's liberating. Yeah. That's what liberation is. That's what and that's the financial freedom people wanted. They wanted to be liberated f- from their fear, from their worry, fear and doubt and scarcity. They wanted to be liberated from this this the anxiety yeah. of not having enough. Which was basically, particularly in America, very few people don't have enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: How did you find that at work now that you are now that you have financial heart space? What is the um, response? So where there used to be resistance to change.
2: Well, well, the most credible thing is that I've done it myself. Having so gone through coming, it myself, yeah. it's like it's like going back to AA or anything else. When, you, when, we, when we have discovered, when we realized, we've gone through this darkness ourselves, and we've... Or we've... Um, Gone into recovery. We in yeah. twelve steps is basically just a twelve step program toward higher to enlightenment. I mean, I think there's nothing has done more for for bringing the consciousness of the world higher than, than the twelve step program of A and anything else on the planet. And they, that's oh, wow. a, that's been a wonderful gift. Yeah, what Bill Wilson did to this planet, millions of people have moved into higher levels of consciousness. Once, once you get rid of the alcohol, that's one thing. But the the twelve steps are about how to how to live a yeah. more spiritual life, how to live yeah. closer to God. Yeah. And, and and so we are at a cusp i think in, in the in the in the development of humankind to actually begin to live in that truth
0: hmm.
2: and I, I, I don't know i don't know anything really but my sense is that we're feeling this tug of this of such such dark force right now because we're finally kind of pulling ourselves away from it and it's holding on with all its might, just like the same the way we do when our set our hands. Yeah. When I resisted the notion, yeah. and my whole belief system is if we can resolve the conflicts in ourselves, matter of fact, we can't do anything about the conflicts in the world until we resolve the conflicts in ourselves. Yeah. So I have to So back to your question about financial heart space and financial planning, by me resolving my own internal conflicts, the stories I make up about my what I mean by internal complex, the beliefs and stories I have about myself, are in conflict with the reality as it is. So when I surrender my own beliefs and opinions about the world to a higher reality as it is, it's a much more beautiful and exciting truth.
0: And then you could bring that then to I all the people. Bring that,
2: that, that to other people. So. Because believe you me, I, with my client, I had one yesterday, he's furious with me because he, I keep telling him, what, why can't you let go of this story? It's all a story. It's not a story. The little, what is it then if it's not a story?
0: And so why curious. are you holding
2: on to it so tightly? Yeah. Because he, if he lets go of the story, he can no longer be a victim. And if, you can't, if you're not a victim, you've got to take responsibility for your life. And it's a lot more fun. It is, but it's so scary. It is so scary. Yeah. But it's so liberating.
0: Uh, Yes.
1: What is a typical story that you, without like naming anybody or like any particular story, but a typical story that may be recurrent within like your clients?
2: The underlying, that's a great question. And the underlying shadow belief we all have is that I'm unworthy. I'm not good enough. I am somehow not lacking. And is and so that's my that's my thing that's my that's my identity, mm-hmm. whether that's depression, whether that's mm-hmm. gay, whether whatever whatever you've decided that makes you flawed, yeah, which creates shame, and so it's got some emotional attachments to it too, and it can be very painful. But we want to hold on to that for as long as we possibly can because we don't, we, we're afraid that something else might be even more painful. The truth might be more, but it rarely is. Yeah. So most of my clients are holding on to, just, I, have, I work with a lot of women typically coming out of divorce. They've been in a bad situation for years already. Because they've got, often got a, the husband is the one that's made most of the money and they've, got, they've traded them in for a younger model. So they're hurt from that. Yeah. And But the thing about it is, from a financial perspective, they're usually in so much better shape after the divorce. Because they got half the marital assets in their name, and now they got half the money. They don't have to ask for it, and then what they want, and they never—it's never enough. Huh? They want to fight over a—I don't know—a bracelet because it has such meaning. So they made up a story about the bracelet. Yeah. And they've got more money now than they could—they couldn't spend in ten lifetimes, but it's not enough. Yeah. So that's why I said, well, we got to go in, and we got to. We've got to go in and find. Why do you believe? What do you? What? How are you so attached to being married to, to having this husband? To all this, 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 whatever this amount of money is, to feel complete, feel whole.
0: It's amazing that your financial. What you're describing now is the financial planning that you do, is really getting people to see the truth of the of what it actually is, rather than the stories they have. Right. And. When, where is the part that's, once you get there, do you help them then deal yeah. with actual finances?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. We build them. But then there was, once we realize who and what we are, yeah. we are complete, we are whole. Yeah. We have we have all the resources we know. Once we know who, it's really when we find out who we are. We move the shadow self out of the way. Yeah. We go through the shadows, the shadow work is. That's right. And we, and we, which can be kind of painful, and we, un- we, we, we detach ourselves to the truth of who we are. Yes. And once we know who we are, then we can begin to create what I might call an alter ego to go out and represent you in the world. And you create the characteristics. They're caring. They're generous. They're loving. They're not afraid of anything. They're fearless. You know, one of the most... Notable one was I said earlier was Sasha Fierce. Beyonce was Sasha Fierce. She was yeah. a gospel singer, and in order to get on stage, she needed to be able to create a persona, create an alter ego, who she really was. But that's really who she that's is. really who she is. But she was too afraid to be that because that's a provocative woman in, yeah. on the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But are but, you
0: finding success with this model? Are you finding? Yes, I am. In a, in a different way. Than in a before whole different way
2: because people are really getting the freedom they want. Wow, yeah. they're free from their belief systems that are holding them. So now them. the
0: choices they make from now on right. is clearer. It's not it's out clearer. of clear. It's
2: clearer, and now they're free to, to quit their job. Yeah. maybe they're doing the job they hate and they're miserable every day. But now they think, well, you know, I've got everything I need me to be an actor.
1: How can someone start tapping into these beliefs that they may have uh, assured they're certain, but they're not? Like, what there's something like something practical that you can tell them to do in order to start dismantling? And the well, they're,
2: they're they're, well, the one thing that I think that for men particularly, there's an organization that I've gotten a lot of work in. It's called the Mankind Project, and it 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 it, it, it takes men on a, what's called the hero's journey. It's built on it's built on the hero's journey that came out of Joseph Campbell. It's built a little bit on the work of Robert Blythe, The Iron John, and some stuff from the Lakota Indians. It's taken those modalities, if you will, and created this adventurous weekend that, that creates a a container of of unconditional love for men to go in and look at those parts of themselves in a safe way. Mm. Scary but safe way. Mm. So look for pl- look for ways that you people that, people that you can trust also people that you can really trust. Secrets secrets those that's shadow. Yeah. Anything we hold as a secret has power over us like being gay. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Think about how how liberated you were from the time you kept being gay a secret yeah. to the time you came out.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: You were saying that.
1: And you always think that like and there's like has been like so many coming outs in like my life in a way in so many levels of like accepting everything. But I feel like right now when I can be like
0: fully yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that that, so that, that is
2: shadow work. That is that is that is what that is. You have you've come out of the shadow. Yeah. Of a false felt that I need to be a straight person in order to be loved. Let's just Mm -hmm. say that. And fit into society. Totally Totally felt like that. And you said, you know what? My essence is more powerful than that. I'm going to trust in something deeper in me. And I'm going to be, I'm going to let this human life free to live whatever. Let life live through it in any way it wants to live. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: That's what liberation is. Is when you realize we're not in control of one thing.
0: Yeah.
2: Think about yesterday. How much of yesterday did you really control? How much are you gonna control tomorrow? We say something like, my life. Oh, I'm so tired of my life. Or I'm pissed off with my life. When is it my life? I didn't decide to come here. I'm not gonna decide when I live. Life is being lived through us. That's freedom. To let go of the egoic mind to run our lives. Trust God to let it run through you. It's a lot more exciting. You have everything you need to do everything we wanna do why would God create us to live in lack? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're doing it. We are doing it. that's why yeah. you're doing this, why we're doing this. is that's, to get yeah. the message out because yeah. you've been liberated as as queer people like myself. Yeah. That's just one piece of shadow work. And then once yeah. you get liberated, then you say, "Well, I want to I want to create podcasts and yeah. I want to I want to tell the world yeah. and I want to share the stories and I, and you can be your more authentic self.
0: Tell us how tell our listeners how they can find you.
2: Well, they can always go to my website, which is www.financialheartspace.com. Okay. That's the easiest way. Great.
0: And we'll link it below. So and you can link
2: me up. That's one way they can find me. Um, I love to hear your money story. That's the start. You asked me where to start. Give me a – and I don't charge for this, by the way. Come, if you're curious about what this is about – go online and book a 20 minute interview with me and what we're going to do in the interviews we're going to we're going to find one piece of shadow that around money that you're holding on to that's got you stuck
0: can i do this tomorrow you can do it tomorrow <laughs> i
2: we're really gonna, need to do it we're going to find we're going to find what is the story in your lifetime that you're still holding on to that's telling you you're not enough to do what you really want to do. I don't know about you, but I feel a higher level of vibration from our conversation. Thank, thank you. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's too. Thank you.
2: you know, I'm, I'm vibrating at a place of love,
0: yeah,
2: and appreciation and curiosity about you, and I appreciate the opportunity to connect on live, whatever we're on frequency. Yeah. And raise up our consciousness to this higher level, because that's what we're here to do. Yeah. That's what you're here to do. Yes, absolutely. So I'm glad we got to do it today. Me
0: too. Thank you. Us too. Yeah.
2: What thank fun you. we had.
0: I know. <laughs> We're going to continue. We can continue talking and bring you back on. Yeah. But, yes, thank you for talking to us about this. It's, it's amazing. I'm, like, a, on <laughs> like so excited about it. Vibrating. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Maria, for, for listening. You this are good, good enough. You reminder. are. And you
2: are, always are, have enough. You, you are good enough. There is nothing. There is absolutely nothing lacking. There's nothing there's no lack of time, there's no lack of money. You have everything you need already. Start with that and yeah. then build. Then create. Yeah.
0: This has been another episode of
1: The Forbidden Apple.
0: I am Melissa Weiss.
1: I am Pelayo Álvarez.
0: Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.